The warmest of festive greetings to you, and welcome to Merrily Ever Teaching! <laughs> this is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in a knowledge-rich curriculum using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Rob. I work in a small village school just in Buckinghamshire. I currently teach Key Stage 2, but have worked with all year groups up to Year 6. Hi, I'm Toria, and I'm a Year 4 teacher at a large junior school on the south coast of England. I'm also the host of the Tiny Voices Talks podcast and author of the Tiny Voices Talk book. I'm Caitlin. I'm a Year 1 teacher in a little village school at the opposite end of Buckinghamshire. I've appeared on Tori's podcast and I'm a contributor to her book. Hi, I'm Nicola and I teach in a school in Southampton. I've taught all year groups and also worked with teachers at Teacher Training College. Hi, I'm Bex. I have experience teaching across the primary schools so all the way from early years to year six. I've also been a deputy head and I also train trainee teachers. And today we are exploring learning outcomes in modern foreign languages with a Christmas folktale from Mexico. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Forbidden Christmas. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator as of December 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, brightly illustrated by the fabulous Mario Coelho, hopefully in time for Christmas if you're really, really quick. Don't worry if you missed that, though, as you can also order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. In fact, let's take a moment to thank everyone who's signed up to be an Epic Educator so far, because by doing so, you are also supporting this podcast, so we can keep sharing these off-the-shelf lesson ideas every single week. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with everybody here, our Lola and Don Pedro. And we've already touched on some foreign languages, actually, in yesterday's music episode. Caitlin, Rob, you assured me that you weren't really going to be touching the song all that much, or you weren't going to be touching the music, at least. So, Caitlin, do you want to kick us off here with the MFL for early years in Key Stage 1? Yes. Technically, MFL isn't on the curriculum for Key Stage 1 in early years. It's only sort of brought in at year three, but I think there's a lot of value to be had from introducing it to the younger years, sort of getting them excited Mm. about it and just beginning to introduce them to the sounds of other languages. Mm. So with this story, I think it's really nice to bring in some of that side of MFL teaching that's about the culture of different places where different languages are spoken. You can do a lot of learning about Christmas traditions around the world, so you can start with looking at Mexico, potentially other Spanish-speaking countries, or you might flip it so that it's more appropriate to the language that is taught in your school. A lot of different traditions to introduce children to, where you can sort of sprinkle language in, teaching them the vocabulary for different things, or even just, you know, different ways of saying Happy Christmas. It's exciting when you're, if I think of my year ones, they get excited answering the register in a different language. So if you throw in the excitement of Christmas as well, you know, it could be all kinds of great. Yeah, definitely. And I think this story is also a good one to highlight the fact that 
different nations have different Christmas stories as well, different stories that they come back to. I mean, here in the UK, we often go back to the Christmas Carol and, and stories like that. Last year, we were talking about the Come On Little Camel story, which is from the Middle East. But it would be great to ask your children who come from areas with other languages, what are their Christmas folktales or their festive folktales? They're learning so much of everything at that age that you know, throwing in hard and fast mm. lots and lots of new language. You know, it's not really developmentally appropriate, but you can sprinkle a little bit in and have some fun with it. Yeah, although I think we said the last time you were with us, Caitlin, that it seems a little bit baffling that we don't have MFL in the um, younger Absolutely. curriculum, given that for children who have more than one language, they're really good at it oh, and yeah. they, they tend to be better at it than any grown-up. Yeah, and then children that come to school speaking more than one language to begin with, they already kind of have those sort of code-switching skills that will really help them in learning you know, a third mm. or even a fourth language. Let's move on upwards in the age ranges, though, to 7 to 11, because, Rob, I know you share Caitlin's passion for foreign languages. Yeah, and strange enough, we've shared the idea, basically, looking at the culture behind right. Christmas, <laughs> different traditions. But then I thought with your slightly older children, you can bring in more writing and speaking as well, even if it's just write a Christmas card in your target language mm. or write a Christmas card to the donkey, to Don Pedro. What are you going to write inside the Christmas card? Ah. Obviously in Spanish, not in English. Well, yeah, because that would be the language that he... What's the word for a donkey's sound? It's not a neigh, is it? Eeyore. That that is the sound, but what I mean, does it have a word? Donkey's bray. Uh, That's it. You see, I knew that there was some word for it. But then also, like Caitlin was saying as well, if you've got children in your in your school in your class who have um, additional languages at home, explore their culture. What do they do Mm. for Christmas? I know, for example, that a lot of Eastern European countries will celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve. And instead of turkey, they'll eat fish. I know this much. Scandinavian countries will give gifts at different times in the same way that we have like an advent calendar. Danish families will give a, a small gift each day of advent. Iceland, they give books to each other, I believe. Oh, I wish everybody could take that oh, Iceland yeah. tradition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that the French, they celebrate Christmas on the 25th, but they celebrate when the three kings arrived as well. They have a, it's quite a flat cake, but a fancy cake, and in it is buried a small figurine, a bit like we might put a crown or a coin in Christmas pudding. Oh, and wow. then whoever gets that slice is the king or the queen for the day. I, I like that one, actually, because um, it must be far trickier to swallow, so it's uh, yeah. better, for, <laughs> better for health and safety. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But then also, like we were saying in the um, music episode, have a look, even if it's just listening and immersing yourself in the language of mm. a Christmas song in a different language, what can yeah. you hear? Which words do you know? And if you can link it to the language learning that you've already done. Uh, I know, for example, that there is a French song called Vive le vent which means long live the wind, and it's Hmm. sung to the tune of Jingle Bells. So they will automatically know the tune, but then they'll hear the words go, ah, yeah, we've done the weather, I know what vent is. I think this is actually our final episode of the two weeks, folks, which means it's also our final episode 
of the year. We've had a whole year of happily ever teaching. So I'll take this opportunity to say thank you for all the wonderful learning magic you have brought to this podcast. And thank you so much for joining us for our Christmas party. Who, though, wants the responsibility of the final Christmas cracker joke? Must be Rob. Has to be Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we know, Father Christmas speaks lots of languages. He has to, travelling all over the world. But do you know what his main language is, his primary language? Uh. Ho, ho, ho. No. No, something? North Polish. That's sadly all we have time for in this episode, folks, and even more sadly with this story. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can enjoy knowledge-rich learning in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Now we're taking a little break for the festive season. You'll hear from us again bright and early in the new year with a bright and bold little bird called Billy. An incredible story to help you prepare for National Storytelling Week made even more incredible by the fact it actually began in the mind of an eight-year-old boy from a village in Essex, England. Look forward to that on Tuesday the 3rd of January 2023. Right now, though, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we wish you a happy Christmas. So... Cheerio! And we wish you a happy Christmas! Christmas.